Welcome to 153 Great Podcasts, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Next category is endtimesurvivalguide.com. What will the digital healthcare revolution look like? Healthcare has evolved at an incredible pace. The industry has brought forth a number of cutting-edge developments, including personalized medicine, electronic health records and implanted medical devices. But even with advanced technologies and the heaps of information they produce, the best of the digital healthcare revolution has yet to come. The healthcare sector will generate an estimated 2,314 exabytes of data, the storage equivalent of about 9 billion personal laptops, in 2020, according to Stanford Medicine. The sheer amount of healthcare data being created and maintained can boggle the mind. So how are physicians, researchers, engineers, and others using it? And, more importantly, what does it mean for the future of healthcare? It means disruptive innovations and revolutionary change are on the way. Well, I'd like to read this scripture, 2 Timothy 1.7, and it goes like this. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. What the Bible is telling us is that we have nothing to fear other than ignorance. But if you're afraid of COVID-19, you're afraid of getting infected, that's wisdom. However, if it keeps you from <clears throat> not assembling or, or keeps you from uh, not worshiping Jesus Christ, and your fear is in the wrong place. Here's something that you should fear. The technology that they're going to introduce that's going to change our lives. Stay tuned. The pharma company Abbott, Abbott Laboratory says it's created a new portable coronavirus test that can deliver results in minutes rather than days. So how does it work? Does it work? We've decided to find out live on air tonight. Dr. Michael Masalik is Associate Chair of Pathology at Newton Wesley Hospital outside Boston. He'll be performing the test on this show's chief medical contributor, Dr. Mark Siegel. Dr. Masalik, thanks so much for coming on tonight. Walk us through what this is, how you administer it, what happens next. So this is a rapid diagnostic test that will uh, generate an accurate diagnosis within five minutes if the patient is positive for COVID and up to 13 minutes if they are negative. And it's the only test out there that's rapid in, in, in that degree of uh, speed. How do you administer it? So the way it works is that um, Dr. Siegel here is uh, uh, kind enough to be our patient uh, for, for this evening. And he had actually complained of a bit of a cough and is thinking about going back on the wards at NYU. So uh, we thought it would be a good idea to definitively rule him out for COVID. And we're gonna use the Abbott here and get a result with, within a few minutes. So uh, the uh, way, way it works is that we will uh, swab him and we'll do a nasal swab and put it in the instrument. And I'm just putting on my PPE here uh, because this is a, potentially infectious uh, process, and we want to adhere to all of our PPE guidelines. So the, the first step here is that we will uh, take a swab, okay, 
So the swab's all set now, and we can uh, okay, take so off Okay, so may I just ask you to pause there? So you didn't, I, I spoke to somebody the other day who had one of these tests where the swab went all the way back into his throat. That's not necessary with this? Yeah, so that's one of the beauties of this instrument is actually it is validated for nasal swabs. The swab that you're mentioning that goes to the back of the throat, that's called a nasopharyngeal swab, and that can be very uncomfortable for patients. And that's yes. the main reason why healthcare providers, when we, when we perform it, have to wear PPE because it can induce sneezing or coughing. Right. Okay, so you're going to run so, that test and, and we're going to, will you, I mean, will you be, you have some sort of answer in 10 minutes, 15 minutes? Yeah, yeah. In, a, in, in about 15 minutes, we'll, we'll put it in here. Uh, we'll run it. I'll, I'll show you how it works. So uh, the, the test, basically, we open up this chamber, and we will put some reagent in the base of it. We'll swirl the swab around. Uh, it, it heats up. We move the uh, uh, testing device up into this top one. We close it, push the button, and uh, walk away. And within uh, 15 minutes, we will have a result for Dr. Siegel, and uh, he can be off on Amazing. his way. Uh, the beauty of the rapid test is that it can be used in multiple ways. Uh, at my particular hospital, we use it uh, for inpatients. And for inpatients coming into the emergency room who need to be quickly uh, assessed whether they have the infection or not so that they can be placed in a particular area of the hospital, it's invaluable in that right. sense. And it conserves PPE because if we know who's okay. positive and who's negative, we know who we have to uh, be cautious about. Well, it makes total sense. And we'll be back in just a minute uh, to find out what happened in the case of Dr. Siegel. Doctor, thank you. Appreciate it. We've got a Fox News alert for you. Dr. Siegel's coronavirus test results are back. We don't know what they are. We're joined now uh, by our chief medical correspondent, Dr. Siegel. He's back to tell us with the mask off. Dr. Siegel, you're smiling. Tucker, that's a good sign. It's negative. And, and I want to tell everyone out there with a Amen. cough who's worried that they were in contact with people with COVID-19, this is where the future has to be. Boy, do I feel great. Boy, have I been worried for a week, not wanting to cough in public, not wanting anyone to know about it. You know what this means? I can go back to social distancing and not think so much about social quarantining, which is what I would have had to do if I were positive. Dr. Redfield of CDC, who I spoke to today, feels that this swab I did is just as accurate as the more invasive swab, which you asked. And Admiral Girard of HHS said the same thing. The other test I'm doing tonight is that I'm having my blood drawn so that Dr. Misalak can check me for antibodies and then I can see whether I'm immune or on the road to being immune if I had it already. That's the future here. We got to know, did I have it? Am I getting over it? Can I go back to society? If I have that information on everyone, and Tucker, look how long this took, to, not even the length of the show, and I know I'm negative. Wow. Amazing. That's got to be the Amazing. future for our society. That will help, help us recover. That will help us recover. Uh, for sure. It's a prerequisite to recovery. I'm, I must know 10 people who would like that test. Very quickly, how long till those 10 people can get it? Well, uh, let's hope within the next few weeks. We're being told that it will be rolled out very, very quickly. This test is limited because you can only do four an hour on this, right? But we need these all over the place. We have 18,000 of them in the country. We need 80, 100, 200,000 as soon as possible or, or tests just like it for rapid test results. Point of care. Amazing. Abbott, Abbott Laboratories. Good for them. Dr. Siegel, great to see you tonight. Thank you.
The latest office innovation is a microchip implanted in the skin. This is the first American company to ever try this. So what are they tracking, and would you say yes if your boss asked you to do the same? I think it's a great idea, and I think it would make it all a lot easier. I just think that you have to back it up with maybe some doctors saying it's good for your health, and then I think I would, I would do it. Three Square Market is a company working on one of the biotech advances at the forefront, implantable RFID or radio frequency ID microchips. The tech has been around for decades, used to track pets, packages, and livestock, but now the Wisconsin-based company is trying to make the implants mainstream. Even with all the risks and unknowns associated with this technology, I was really curious what it'd be like to have an implant. So I traveled to Wisconsin to get chipped, thinking, what's the worst that could happen? The chip is coming out at the end of the day. And the RFID chip is already inside there? Yes. And it's a little bit larger than a grain of rice? Correct. Jasmine rice, I think. Basmati. Basmati. That's Andy Whitehead, better known as Gonzo. He's a local body piercer with 17 years of experience who was brought in to implant the microchips. In there. It's in there. Pretty quick and easy. I feel like a cyborg. There is no GPS tracker in the chip, which was really good to know. And the applications for it were actually pretty sweet. I could now open doors, fire off texts, forget all of my passwords, and even make credit card payments. I started to wonder, is it worth getting this thing removed? from Abbott and we're here with Lisa Earnhardt, Head of Medical Devices. Thank you so much for joining us. We're thrilled to be here with you and thrilled to be here at CES. Thank you so much. Today's society is faced with so many big medical challenges. Can you talk to us about the medical devices that are really at the intersection of consumer technology and therapy that are really helping in these areas? Yeah, you know, I think at Abbott, we're so blessed to be working in areas that are huge chronic conditions where technology makes a significant um, improvement, has the potential to make a significant improvement in an individual's life or potentially even extending life. So in chronic pain, in cardiovascular disease, in diabetes, all some of the biggest chronic healthcare conditions that we face in technology and what we're doing there is at the forefront of solving some major problems. And where do you see wearables and implantables going in the future? Are we looking at a future that more people have some sort of device than not? You know, probably 70, 80 percent of all adults in the U.S. have a smartphone today. And I think, you know, you have all different kinds of smart devices, smartphones and smart refrigerators and smart cars. You know, I truly believe, you know, 10 years from now, we're all going to be talking about the smart body. And that's because of some of the innovative technologies we have here at Abbott in terms of sensors, in terms of implantable devices, which are uh, continuously monitoring um, patients and really allowing us to take data and translate into information. So we ultimately are driving clinical decision-making. So it really is the holy grail in terms of where the future will be. And I, and I truly believe we're on the precip of really leading the charge here in terms of the, making the smart uh, body reality. So true. And everybody, please stay tuned in to Abbott.com for more from the floor. Next category is... EndTimeSurvivalGuide.com well, now you know what's coming. Will you be able to go into Walmart, Costco, your local grocery store, unless you have been tested and you have a digital certificate on your phone, so you won't spread the virus? They've just shut down 
a large pork processing factory in one of our Midwestern states because of the virus that's in South Dakota. Listen folks, data, whether we have been tested or not, will determine whether we can buy or sell. And today, in high schools, they've removed the book 1984 many years ago, which used to be required reading. Only 50% of people attend church today. And of those 50%, very few pastors even preach end-time prophecy anymore. And this is causing the church to sleep. What about me? What about you? Are you going to be tested? Make a decision. You've been listening to 153greatpodcast.com, a ministry of 153greatfish.com. Please subscribe, and better yet, help us by contributing. God bless you.